hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I have a guest in the studio today. We are talking about a powerful reality of living in union with God and living a surrendered life before Him and the power that releases in our lives to launch into our destiny. And so it's going to be an awesome episode. Before um, I introduce my guest and we dive in today, I have a new episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, anywhere that podcasts are listened to, and you can tap in. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much. It is a blessing to have you with me. Over 200 episodes now of Awakened Podcast, and so hundreds of hours of free content for you to receive from. We, we love the Word of God. We dive into the Word of God We share testimonies of Jesus, what he's doing around the world, what he's doing in our lives. And, you know, if you if you listen to the podcast for any period of time, you know that Ephesians 514 is the foundation scripture here. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The Lord is awakening his bride. He is breathing on our hearts with the spirit of of revelation so that we could see him rightly, see him for who he is, that we could know deeply what he has done for us, who we are in Christ, the tools that we have at our fingertips so that we could destroy the works of the enemy and we could walk in the kingdom of heaven here and now, be co-laborers with him. And so that is our passion here. That is our passion. And so I'm going to introduce my guest. Um, actually went to Harvest School 16 with Iris Global and Heidi Baker's ministry with Jamie. Her name is Jamie Lynn Wallnow. Her and her husband, Lance, they live in the great state of Texas, our neighbors over here in Texas. Um, and she hosts the Set Apart Women podcast, The Next America Show, and she creates content for influencers and she illustrates children's books. Jamie Lynn has authored a book called Holy Revolution, which we're going to be talking about today, which excites me. And then she also loves to empower generations that consecrate themselves to Jesus Christ and to living the Great Commission. That is where true satisfaction is found. If you've been listening to the podcast, I have a teaching series right now entitled Surrender, and we go deeply into that. And so, Jamie, welcome. Thanks for having me. So cool. You came into the studio to be with me today. This is awesome. This is such a cool setup. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Good to see this is the first time since Harvest School 16 in person. 10 years. 10 years ago. Wow, a decade. <laughs> a lot of good things have happened since yeah. then. I got gray hairs. <laughs> so I hope do I. that I, I hope they're from the Lord, the wisdom. You the know what wisdom, I'm saying? Yes, Proverbs. Whoa. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so good to have you in studio. It's always awesome to have people in studio, and it's good to see you again catching up with you. And so um, tell us, I want to dive into your book, Holy Revolution. I truly believe this isn't just a message or something that you put together. I know this is your life, yeah. and I know that this is burning in your heart, and that's what the Lord is doing in this time and this hour. But for those, I shared a little bit about what you do and your calling, but maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself. Maybe, I don't know, anything Let's, else? Yeah. No, I I mean, yeah, my husband and I live here. Our firstborn son is a little golden doodle giant, <laughs> a, a giant golden doodle. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's cute. cute. But um, no, I, yeah, I, this call of holiness is, it has marked my life. I've, since I was a little girl, I felt set apart deep down. I, I can't explain it. Like mm-hmm. I can't explain. It. I did not grow. I, I grew up thinking the Holy Spirit was like a Catholic thing. Sure. I didn't know it was like a person that you received during wanted to live. Yeah. I grew up Catholic. So. Yeah. Okay. You did. So I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even know anything about Catholicism at the time. I just <laughs> thought, okay, that's a Catholic thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like growing up church of Christ. Women aren't doing anything, but my dream is to like be a motivational speaker. Cause female preachers were not like a thing. A thing yep. Yeah. Mm. In my world. Sure. 
and women didn't do anything. But I never felt not empowered. You know, like my parents yeah. were very empowering. My dad just supported us. He never said we couldn't do anything. You know, like it was just. That's awesome. It's just, I don't know. I look back and I'm like, wow, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this call to holiness, it was like, it's not like I was striving for perfection when I was little. I just always had a, like, I was always talking to God. I never was talking to myself in my head. Mm-hmm. And so since I was little, I've just always wanted to please the Lord because I love him mm-hmm. and I know he loves me. Yeah. And so my whole life has just felt this way. And then, you know, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in college or yeah, in college. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a name to the one who's, mm. you know, been talking to me, who's been with me, who yeah. now lives inside me. And wow. so then it's like, you you live this message out for mm. however long and then God commissions you to write it and so it was very important to me writing this book that if it's in the book i live it it's not an idea Mm -hmm. that i have it's there's a definitely the last chapter is a prophetic word about Mm -hmm. what's coming and our role in what's coming Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, i think it's just so important there's so much authority and power and anointing in what you live yeah. Not just an idea, not just a sermon, not just a, oh, this is a cool thought that God just shared with me. It's like, but can mm. you live it out? 100%. So that's what this book is. It is it is my life. It's really real. It's really personal testimonies mm-hmm. and incredible testimonies that only God could do mm. from surrender. And I love that you're doing a series on mm. surrender because there's... It's just like a, what we're literally, I became a slave to God when I became a Christian and the world has such horrible ideas of holiness. And, you know, of course, yeah. slavery, clearly awful, mm-hmm. not, not what we're talking about in the kingdom of heaven. God empowers sure. us to live completely and fully for him, but mm-hmm. we can't really be that fully empowered without being mm-hmm. led by one, you know, Absolutely. and surrendering and knowing that his way yes. really is the way I always say Yahweh, not my way. But anyways, <laughs> that's that's, awesome. that's that's what I felt compelled to share with that in, mm-hmm. in response to what you're saying. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to share something with you, even on your podcast that I don't mm-hmm. live. Yes, 100%. That's huge because a lot of people are just sharing concepts from the Bible, theological ideas, but it doesn't have practical application or manifestation in their life. And so mm-hmm. no, it's, that's awesome. And that's, and that's what it's all about. And I love it because... Um, the Lord is calling us deeper and I know he is. Um, we are meant to look different from the world. We are meant to walk in a faith that rocks people. When, when we tell them what we're doing, they're meant to be like, what in the world's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to see the miraculous power of God in our lives, to see our faith in the midst of trouble and to, we're meant to carry a peace that is otherworldly. We're living for the kingdom of heaven, right? And so I love in your book, you talk about the narrow road. And I've mentioned this in the podcast a little bit. And I haven't heard many people talk about this before because a lot of people, when they hear, you know, the the narrow road, few will find it. But the broad road, so many are going to go down that path and it leads to destruction. So many people think that it's a heaven or hell thing. Mm -hmm. I don't see it that way. No. And I know you don't see it that way reading your book. And so for me, it's always been like, okay, there's a lot of Christians out there. It talks about we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And a lot of us will, you know, our lives will go before the Lord and will be tested by fire. And many of us will have gems and precious stones and many will be burned up. The hay, the wood, the stubble, the things that we did, not in love, not unto him, not in fullness. And then many will be saved, not really have anything to show for, it, but will be in the kingdom of heaven, you know? Yeah. And God wants to take us so much deeper than salvation. He's our Lord and our savior. Um, and I just... 
the narrow road is different. I want you to talk about that a little bit just because, you know, there's there's one thing to believe in God and live your life and walk it out in that way. And there's another thing to just say, Jesus, I want everything you died for me to have. Like my life is yours. Like yeah. lead me, guide me. And so talk talk a little bit about the narrow road. Man, that's so good. Yeah, the narrow, the narrow path, my goodness. It's like everyone is called, but few choose. You know, I used to think many, many are called, few choose. Many are called, few choose. God, how come you only call many and not all? Mm-hmm. But I had this encounter that wrecked me and changed my life forever several years ago, which which then began this road to, you know, the book, Holy Revolution. And yeah. I opened the book with this encounter, but, you know, I began to hear many are called, few choose, and it switched to everyone is called, but few choose. Mm. And look, if you're a Christian, I do believe you're going to heaven. And I'm not talking For about sure. I, I'm a Christian and I'm living a godless life because he was very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Like, He's very clear. Don't say you're a Christian and not live for me. So I'm just saying there's a, if the kingdom of heaven is at hand and the spirit of God came to live inside you, like it Mm -hmm. doesn't stop at the cross. Yeah. It didn't even stop at resurrection. He's Mm -hmm. so big and he's so good that he was like the same one that raised me from the dead. Yeah. That raised Lazarus from the dead. The same one that cast out demons, the same one that laid hands on the sick every time and they recovered. The same one that led me to spend time with my father, mm-hmm. the same one that taught me to only say what my father's saying and to do what I see my father doing mm-hmm. and to understand the balance of rest and ministry on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. That same one I'm going to send to you if you'll receive. Mm-hmm. And that's like the greatest gift, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel the narrow path is like that abundant life. It's the highway of holiness in Isaiah 35. No beast, no pestilence, no mm. darkness can even live on this narrow path. Yes. Cannot. Doesn't mean you won't be tempted. Doesn't mean you won't stumble. Yeah. It just, here and there. There's, yeah. But you know what? Like when you're tempted, that's to me, it's like, what are you going to do when the narrow path comes? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe I'm one of those people that like, I know this can be controversial. I'm one of those people that I'm like, I don't think temptation will ever stop, but I do think it's possible to live apart from sin or what Jesus did is absolutely pointless Mm -hmm. because he came sinless. Right. But if he was tempted in every way, that means that means Jesus was tempted to lust after a woman. Mm -hmm. That means Jesus was tempted to slander. That means Jesus was tempted to kill. That means Jesus was tempted. You just insert whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. He was tempted in every way that we are. Yet he did not. What makes us think we wouldn't be tempted in every way? It's just that moment where the spirit of God comes in on that narrow path and says, but what are you going to choose in this moment? Yes. And in and in first Corinthians, I, I don't remember what chapter exactly off the top of my head. It might be third. I don't know. But he's like, um, there's no temptation that will come and overtake yeah. you. Right. That you cannot like when temptation comes, I'm going to provide an escape route for you. This is a narrow path to me. That means God in his kindness, when I choose to give him everything, not parts and hold on to this and that, because when I'm holding on to things, I'm so blinded by what he's actually doing in a moment that I do stumble and I do Mm -hmm. fall. And then I have to repent. I get Mm -hmm. to repent. Thank you, Jesus. And then I just keep going. Right. But if I can let go of everything, I actually can see the escape route. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I don't like this temptation. That's not God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was even tempted by Satan himself. Yep. And I want to be able to hear, like, I want to know him so beautifully. I want to be on this narrow path so beautifully that, you know, most people when they sin don't know they're in sin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real. Nobody's walking around as a, who wants to be on the narrow path. That's thinking like, I'm sinning today, but I'll repent later. You know, Mm -hmm. that's godlessness, right? Sure. But I just believe that, you know, 
the enemy came and twisted the word of God. But if we know the word of God, you know, we've heard this a million times, you know, mm-hmm. how do they study to recognize counterfeit money? They stare mm-hmm. at the real thing, the real thing so much mm-hmm. that when the fake money mm-hmm. comes along, they can recognize it For like sure. that. Yeah. And so Jesus did that on the earth. He, he looked at the father so much that even when mm-hmm. the enemy came and tempted him, he was like, no, mm-hmm. no, tempted him. That meant it was tempting. It didn't mean like, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. oh, and it's like, no, no, no. Here's the escape route. His name is Father God, yeah. <laughs> and I want to choose that. And Absolutely. our escape route is Jesus mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which he leads us to the Father. So yeah. anyways, I, I just feel this narrow path that's just so incredible. And then, I mean, I could keep going, but I just, mm-hmm. yeah, this narrow path that's costly. It costs you everything. I mean, it costs you everything. And listening, this morning I'm reading in John 15, and it's verses 18 through 21. And I'm like, oh, God. It's like, if the world loves you, if you're like, the world will hate you because the world hated me Mm -hmm. and no servant is greater than their master. And if Jesus is our master, what makes us think this is totally the Jamie Lynn translation of (laughs) um, John 15, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's like, if the world hated me, it's going to hate you. If the world persecuted me, what makes you think it's not going to persecute you even more as my servant? Like, and so there's a delight that comes in the narrow path of persecution, of humility. Like how many times I've been in the prayer room weeping for the one who came against me because I, I want to know, God, is it true what they said? Because they could have done it really painfully and just not known how to communicate it. But also, Lord, I want them to know you. I want them to discover you. And I want to bless them even though they're cursing me. Yeah. This is the narrow path. And the world doesn't teach this. Mm-hmm. only the one who came to live inside you does. Mm-hmm. And if we're too busy talking and we're too busy doing and building the American dream, like we were talking mm-hmm. before you hit record, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're too busy doing and going and going. You miss the thing. And that's, what's so beautiful about Martha and Mary. You miss the one sitting there. Mary didn't miss it because she was, she knew it. She mm-hmm. recognized it. She looked crazy too, doing it. She did. Yeah. And Martha had a gift you all have a gift that are listening of hospitality, mm-hmm. of love, of setting a table for people to encounter Jesus. But if you're too busy focusing on that, that you miss him when he comes, I think that's just what he's addressing. I feel bad Martha gets like the bad rap all she the time, does, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But she had a gift. It was just overextended. For sure. So let's just like recenter it and <laughs> recognize when you're on the narrow path, yes. you can recognize him and you can help. Other, and you look crazy because mm-hmm. we seen, he messes you up when he's around. He does, yeah. Like when he's really, when his presence <laughs> comes, when that glory comes and settles in the place, like it messes you up. You look crazy and you don't, if you've tasted and seen, you don't care what people think. And that's the narrow path too. It's like, you're the one everyone's criticized. Everyone who has a judgmental or critical spirit, which I used to struggle with, mm-hmm. everyone's going to be the own, the own church, the bride mm-hmm. of Christ, the one struggling with judgment and criticism. They're the ones that are going to come at you louder than anyone else. Just like Mary of Bethany, when Lazarus was raised from the dead. In uh, John chapter 11. And then in John chapter 12, she broke open, you know, she poured out a year's worth of wages at his feet. She went deeper in sacrifice, deeper in worship, and the fragrance of heaven filled that room. The fragrance of the aroma filled the room. And they were like, this could have been given to the poor. That was disciples of Jesus looking at the sacrifice of Mary of Bethany. And that was, it was really the only reasonable response when she received her brother back by resurrection. And she thought she was hopeless and she thought that Jesus wasn't going to do it. 
And she, I love Mary of Bethany. So you bring up Martha and Mary. I I just, it it gets me going just because Mary's found three times in scripture in Luke chapter 10 at his feet when all's going well, just looking at his eyes, just listening to his words. Then in John 11, she falls at his feet in desperation, just broken. You know, I have no clue what's going on in her life and not knowing if Jesus is going to respond in her most tragic moment. And then in 12 saying like, God, your miraculous power, what you have done, it brought her deeper in devotion, deeper in sacrifice. That is the only reasonable response when you encounter the glory of God. Like you're talking about the glory of God crashes in. And when you experience him, it's like, this is what I was meant to uh, drink from and live. And that's, and that's the thing. Like there's so many preachers that, that will try to say, you got to do this and you got to do that. And you got to surrender, you know, and it's real harsh. It's not coming from a place of love because when we see him for who he is and we encounter his goodness and his mercy and his kindness and we experience his presence, the only response necessary is, wow, take it all. Nothing compares. Money doesn't compare. Career doesn't compare. Reputation, having a huge family or whatever dream is in your heart that is on a pedestal of this is my goal in life just crumbles. And it's just like, wow, Jesus is my goal in life. This is what I was born for. And I keep thinking of Romans 12, verse one and two, where it says, I beseech you, brethren, the apostle Paul, to present your body as a living sacrifice to God that you may um, be transformed by the new, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is good, perfect and pleasing will is. It's just like the altar of our hearts just saying like, God, my life is a sacrifice. My life is yours. Yeah. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. You have my yes. You have my everything. My money is yours. My life is yours. My family is yeah. yours. My purpose is yours. And it's this thing of there's a lot of people. And hey, listen, we're not talking salvation issues. Whether someone's going to heaven or someone's going to hell. We're not yeah. talking about that. We're talking about being conformed to the world. Yeah. Because a lot of Christians, you know, and ourselves, there's times that God, God points stuff out in me. Yeah. He's saying like, that is like the world. Yeah. So I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I first point fingers at myself and yeah. I allow the Lord to be like, just recently he's touched things in my heart and I've had to be like, ooh, that's selfish ambition or ooh, I'm not trusting you yeah. in this area of my life. And God just, he renews our mind with the truth. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. Mm -hmm. He renews our mind with truth. And then he says, see, I want you to conform to me in this area, not conform to the world. And it's beautiful because it might be a little painful to say, take it. Hurts so good. That's what I say. Hurts so good. (laughs) Because we have no clue that he's asking us for something temporal, but he wants to give us something eternal. Yeah. Yes. I love that. (laughs) It's so true. Mm -hmm. It is so true. And if you've met him, then you'll do it. If you met him, you can't, if I mean, I'm just saying like, and even for people who are listening right now, it's like when you've met the man, Jesus, when you've encountered him, you know, sometimes it can be easy. It's like, don't look at your reflection in the mirror, forget who you are. And you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. if you've met the man, Jesus marinate in what you've met, that's good. Let him keep Mm. talking to you about it. Cause there's always more depth into the revelation he shares, right? We could unravel his word for all uh, every, Mm. you know, you've read a scripture 500 times, you read it for the 500 time. And then all of a sudden it just, slaps you with his love right and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh this has been here and it's like i've read this so many times but it's mm-hmm. hitting different you know like marinate in that place because he's real this isn't like some weird ethereal spirit we're talking about no this is a man his name is jesus and he's mm-hmm. alive and he's sitting at the right hand of the father praying for you yeah. to live and be on the narrow path because he loves mm-hmm. you and he believes in you and he's he's raising up a remnant army right now we were talking mm-hmm. about this earlier but mm-hmm. he is raising up a remnant army right now and you're either going to be in it or you're not and it's mm-hmm. 100% your choice that's what's so cool about God mm-hmm. the world thinks it's a list of rules you have to follow but he empowers you 
to follow him or not. So yeah. it's like it totally the ball's in your court. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, are you going to hop in or not? Because, yeah, it costs everything. But For sure. When I was in Mozambique, actually, God gave me a vision of an army emerging from his throne room and it was marching out. And it spoke two things to me. It spoke that this army was coming forth from the throne room. And what does the throne room represent? It's it's face-to-face intimacy with God. Yeah. It's presence dwelling people. It's, you know, we're yeah. at the we're co-seated with Christ in the heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. And it's that place of intimacy, face to face. And then they're coming forth from his presence. So in that place of his presence, they receive a mission and they yeah. get equipped. Yeah. And they go out forth from the presence and in the presence of God. Yeah. But that's exactly like you're like you're talking about a remnant army yeah. arising. It's people that are lovers of his presence, people yeah. that are intimate with him. Just like in Daniel, it says that those will do great exploits that know him yeah. and know him intimately. Yeah. These are the ones that will go and do great exploits in his name. Yeah. And so um, I want to hear about the encounter that you talk about a lot in your book that yeah. you reference where God really, because I know that you were a Christian serving God, yeah. loving the Lord. And then you had a special encounter with God that really yeah. shifted things for you. And so, yeah, I was directing a conference at upper room here in Dallas yeah. and you know, I was just preparing everybody. I'm like, yo, uh, to all the volunteers, I'm like, we're going to be Martha's. We're going <laughs> to be like Martha and set a table for everyone to meet with God. That's our job. Like everyone, like we're setting a place for Jesus to come and meet with us. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you this. We're also going to be Mary. If he comes and he touches your heart and you're serving the t-shirt table, but he's touching your heart, you better stay where he, where mm-hmm. he has you right there and we'll figure out how to get the mm-hmm. t-shirt table working. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever it is. Little mm-hmm. did I know that I would be the one that was like getting hit. <laughs> yeah. So all this to say this, this to summarize quickly, the beginning part mm-hmm. is cool. Miracle happened in it. In one of the morning sessions where before we broke for lunch and this girl got healed, that was driving down a hallway, hallway, <laughs> driving down the highway mm-hmm. here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. She had flat feet, and somebody who had never prayed for healing before was praying for her. She was on the speakerphone. It was all through words of knowledge, okay? Yeah. She's like screaming on the phone. She has to pull over. She's like, my feet are on fire. She's like, the Lord's forming arches in my feet, which she came wow. back, you know, a Sunday or two later, and we got to see the arches in her feet. I'll so never cool. forget you, Sheila. I love you. I'll never forget your name, <laughs> even though I only met you one time because she. this encounter changed. That healing is what sparked the encounter. Mm-hmm. I remember being so in awe of God. And it's like, you know, Come on. We were in Mozambique. You mm. see miracle after miracle. You do. You know, yeah. you see miracle after miracle at Upper Room. We were just seeing crazy things. For some reason, this one hit different. Mm-hmm. And it was it came with an invitation for Jamie Lynn. And I knew I could keep directing the conference or I could lean in. And I was sitting next to my boyfriend, who's now my husband. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like, this ain't going to be cute. Mm-hmm. I can tell this invitation ain't going to be cute because mm-hmm. everything that's riling up, I can either keep directing or I can go in. Yeah. And let me just say... I'm so glad I chose him in this moment. And this man was in the room who had cancer, very severe, like very brittle. He was the children's pastor. Mm -hmm. And I just ran to him. I had faith for his healing. And I just had this crazy encounter that I cannot, I can't share. I don't know that he'll ever let me share, but it was like one Mm -hmm. of those things where you're just like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Then I was, I mean, and I was like, like scream crying. Like Mm -hmm. you could hear me in the room. It wasn't cute once again. (laughs) And I just want you to know, I love attention that the Lord calls me to have, but I do yeah. not like that kind of attention. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to say that. Yeah. It was just like, whatever. So then I get another invitation. You can get up and go direct the conference or you can go to the back and I have more for you. And I got up and I ran to the back con- laying on the concrete floor in Michael Malden's office. And I just began to weep and my body began to shake. 
And I knew everything that wasn't holy in me was being shaken out. He didn't say what it was. He was just doing it. Jesus walks up to me, takes my heart out of my chest, puts a new one in and says, this one is perfect and whole. And to keep it pure, perfect and whole, water it with my spirit and feed it with my word. Yeah. And then it went into the many are called, few choose. And he began to show me the harvest. He began to show me the church. He began to show me men and women showing up in the church and how it's like, you know, you have more language for it later in life, but it's like, you know, the the people who are serving that have the title or have whatever. And we all in the church subconsciously put them in this bracket up top. And then there's mm-hmm. this middle, it's almost like upper, middle, lower class, sure. the way that we rate people. Mm-hmm. And the lower class are the ones who just look like idiots, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, sorry, that's a strong word, but you know, it's like, <laughs> It just, it's like, you know, it's so critical, so judgmental. I don't want to look at like, don't come at me Mm -hmm. like that, God, or that's not even real. Is Mm -hmm. that really even God? You know, like Mm -hmm. that's how we view the lower class. And yeah, um, I just knew the ones in the quote unquote lower class were the ones giving him everything. And I just began weeping because I saw the hearts of the ones in the room. And I, and I was, I had been one of those Mm -hmm. and they, they really thought they'd given everything to the Lord, but they were holding on to their salary. They were holding on to their income. They were holding on to their status. They were holding on to, but I'm so glad I'm here, but God don't come at me like that lower class one. Mm-hmm. And just subconsciously, and these people don't know they're having these thoughts, but I just began to weep for the Lord and he began to talk about the harvest. So clearly it changed my life because from that moment, I was not the same. Mm-hmm. Some Jamie Lynn went in one way and came out the other. And I love the quote from the chosen and whatever was in between was Jesus. <laughs> like it's true. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't explain it, but my life has looked tremendously different. Anyone close to you would tell you, anyone close to me would tell you mm-hmm. that marked my life and did something sure. right. And it was this commissioning of a message of holiness and purity in my life mm-hmm. that changed me forever. And so I began to seek him and dive into that. When you encounter the Lord, you know, my mentor, my friend, my spiritual mom, she says, when the Lord encounters you with something, it usually has to do with your message and your yeah, call. That's good. So you dive into it, study it, get mm-hmm. to know, ask him questions, listen, 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 you know, and, and discuss, live it. Yes. You know, the narrow path is obeying, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's just, okay, that's uncomfortable. That's hard, but I'll, I'll hand this to you. Like, man, this is uncomfortable. It's hard, but I'll go tell them that or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and increase love in your heart for people and affection for people. But anyways, all this to say that encounter marked my life forever and I just hope and I prayed while writing this God please let people when they read this please let them know your love like that holiness is just right here that it's for all who choose and I heard this testimony from this 19 year old she was 18 at the time she wasn't following the Lord she was doing drugs she I had handed her my book I thought she was following the Lord by the way thought she was like based off a conversation we had I had no idea that she was turned from the Lord and she just was doing drugs and just hit a low one night and was like, I guess I'll open up the book and read it. And she said she read the first chapter and she was so filled with God's love and she knew holiness wasn't unattainable for her that Mm. she could turn to him. And I'm like, that's, that's, that was worth the book right there. You know, all the (laughs) time writing, whatever. But Mm -hmm. anyways, and that's, that is holiness. It's like, it is love. It is not a list of rules. It's beautiful. And, that encounter was his love and his love got rid of junk in my life that could have taken me years following America's three-step plan to get rid of, but he yeah. did it in a moment. Encounters change everything. Right. When we encounter him. It's not just a shake on the ground. It's not just for the manifestation. No. He does such a deep work yeah. in our heart in oh, those yeah. moments. And um, 
I want to talk a little bit about holiness because yeah. you're, you went there and we're talking about oh. holiness and that's the thrust here because a lot of people hear that word, yeah. right? Um, a lot of people hear that word, especially in this generation, the fear of the Lord, holiness. It's not the message that makes everybody go, woo, amen, yeah. come on, great message today. You know what I <laughs> Unless mean? Unless you know him. <laughs> Unless you know him so deeply, you're like, thank God someone shared on holiness and the fear of the Lord. Yeah. But let's just, I want to just frame it up a little bit because- um, when I, when I share about surrender, I, I always like, for me, I need to frame it in the sense I just, I, I anyway, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to give you the floor because I know that you have such a good heart behind this. And so what is, what is holiness in a biblical, in a biblical way? Holiness is the character and nature of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's just who he is. It's his character. It's his love. It's his purity. It's his con- he consecrated himself to the father and the fruit of that is his character and his yes. actions. And so for me, living in holiness is the fruit of my life. It is Mm -hmm. Jamie Lynn reflecting the nature of Christ on earth as it is in heaven. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. And the only way to get there is through Jesus, Mm -hmm. but it's through looking and understanding and growing and knowing him. You know, like the more time you spend with your wife, the more time Mm -hmm. I spend with my husband, the more you get to know them forever. And you're always discovering more, you know, a situation comes up, a circumstance comes up and they show up different, but it's still them. Mm -hmm doesn't mean they've changed. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just another place of discovery. And in your own life, the more you gaze at this man, Jesus, the more you become like him. We hear it all the time, but it's so true. It's like, it's like, how do you lose weight? You eat clean, you work out, you drink water. You know what I mean? It's like so simple that we've complicated it. (laughs) For sure. How do I, how do I become holy? Open up your word, read it, Mm -hmm. but ask him to consume you. You know, like I, sometimes I put my, saw Peter Lewis do this one time and I was, I did it and and it changed my time in the word put the Bible over my head literally. And I'm like, consume me today, God, with your word. I want to be consumed by this. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I'm like, yeah, it's like drinking from a, (laughs) you know, fire fire hose. hose. Yeah. 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 And, and then, and then I'm like, but I want to know your nature through it too. I don't want to just, right. And that's holiness. Holiness is like, man, it's just the practicality of holiness is spend time with him. Listen to him. Don't just pray the whole time. You know, you don't go to coffee and talk the whole time. Mm -hmm. Listen to him, ask him about himself. Mm-hmm. discover him in his word because he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And and watch what he does. Mm-hmm. Watch what he does. Ask yeah. him for the things you need help for. You're struggling with lust. You're struggling with whatever it may be. Ask him to help you. See yeah. the escape route. Ask him for the things you need and for watch sure. him give it to you. Keep seeking him. Don't for be sure. lazy, okay? Mm-hmm. Stop numbing out to, it's so overused, but it's it needs to be said a million times because finally it'll hit someone. Stop numbing out to things if you're spending more time, I'm not telling you, it's not even the amount of time you spend. It's your heart. It's your heart. It could it's be your heart. Minute. It could be a minute. Or it it could, could be all yeah. Day. He can it do more matter. in a minute mm-hmm. than you could do in three hours on watching podcasts, you know, and maybe that's <laughs> the way you'll discover him. But sure. personally, just spend time with him like you're yeah. going to coffee with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people when they think I grew up Catholic, right? My mom really was vibrant in her faith for the Lord, but mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic and then we started going to like a Pentecostal word of faith wow. church later on in my early, like I was 14. Wow. Um, but you think holiness, sometimes people get a vision of like stained glass windows, <laughs> you know, confessional booths, yeah, yeah. you know, pictures of Jesus where he's just the candle. Yeah. The, yeah. The candle. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Jesus is never happy. He's he's always the you know the man of suffering, the, the man of many sorrows. Yeah. 
just or either just unmoved, just like that face where it's just emotionless yeah. or disappointed in you, you know, yeah. or if you grew up in a different circle where maybe there was a guy just pounding the pulpit saying, you got to repent. You're all wicked, evil sinners and that God spit hates. Spit is flying and everywhere. Spit's flying yeah. everywhere. Veins popping out of his yeah. neck, red face. You know, yeah. they automatically assume like that's holiness. But I love how you explained it, that it is the nature of God. God is love. Yeah. Um, he has joy inexpressible and full of glory. He was anointed with the oil of joy above all Most his companions. Most person ever. He sings and dances over us. He yeah. created laughter. He created dance and song. You know, he is, he does, he does have righteous indignation because yeah. he, he hates sin because sin harms his people. So he's a protector. Exactly. He's exactly. a protector. He's full of love. So there's all these different attributes of God. It's who he is. Yeah, yeah. And I love it because holiness is a gift from God because of the finished work of Christ. But it also requires a yielding of the heart. So it is a gift, but it's also the fruit yeah. of our lives yeah. as we yield our heart to him and say yes to him. It's kind of a command too. be holy as I'm holy. It's true, too. <laughs> you know, it's like it's an 100%. invitation and a command. And it's look, if you're listening. It's 100 percent up to you. Yeah. Like, but you can't flex your way into holiness. Mm-hmm. He brings you into it. He draws you into this place. And all power. of a sudden you look back mm-hmm. and you're responding different in situations than you were before. Your mind is renewed. Mm-hmm. You're not having the self-hate talk towards yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not hateful towards other people. You could be nice yeah. on the outside and mm-hmm. mean on the inside. Or you, then you just start radiating kindness, which is different than niceness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you just start being kind towards yourself internally, towards other people internally. It's, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. It's a game changer. I yeah. highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's do this. I um I really feel in my heart, and this is a passion of mine, calling people into the depths yeah. with Christ. Yeah. And it can be scary because sometimes you're like, I have no clue what God's gonna do in my life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's gonna ask me to do. I don't know, but I really love this thing. You know, how I can't imagine my life without it. Yeah. You, I'm telling you right now, God has something so much better. And a holiness, I love, I, I heard, I think it was IHOP KC that coined the terms happy holiness and that. joyful righteousness. Come on. And that is so the truth. And for those who have tasted and seen, they know that's true. That resonates yeah. in the hearts of those who've experienced God in that way. Yeah. And I just feel like there's people listening or watching right now that God is touching some things in their heart. Yeah. And he's asking him for certain things. Yeah. He's asking them for certain things, yeah, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. And um, he's drawn them deeper. And uh, and I just, um, I really just want to, I feel like we should end that with yeah. with a prayer for those people. However yeah. you feel led to, yeah. if you feel something on your heart, if you want to pray for them, because I feel like God's drawing people right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I, I want to I wanna encourage you, repentance is a beautiful gift. And it is something needs to be preached about a lot more. And that is crucial to life of holiness. So if you're listening, I just want to encourage you, um, first of all, when conviction comes, the enemy wants you to feel shame and condemnation, but mm. God wants you to know that you are in his midst and he's just reminding you of who you are and that what just happened is not who you are. And so just give it to him. Just look to him, own up to what just happened. Don't run and hide. Just say, God, wow, I feel I feel this conviction listening to this and I feel like this is hard for me, but I want to apologize to you for making this Lord or making this an idol and hand it to him. And I want to encourage you to repent. I feel like that's what Michael was just saying. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're something you need to give him, but it requires repentance. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing John the Baptist preached about. It's the first thing Jesus preached when he you know, started his ministry is repentance. And it's turning your heart completely and fully to him. Yes. He wants everything. He wants everything. And when you seek first the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 6, 33, he will, everything else will be added unto you. Your dreams will become the dreams that you were always created to do. And I'm not just saying that to be cheesy.com. Mm-hmm. He is our dream. You seek him and all these things will be added to you. And so I just want to, I just declare over you the courage to lay down everything, to lay down that thing, to lay down that cycle of sin, to lay down that cycle of, 
um, addiction, whatever that thing is that you just thought, oh, I'm going to be dealing with this the rest of my life. No, no, hand it to him and he will give you your inheritance. You have an inheritance that he wants to give you. It's been building, it's been building and he's just waiting for your heart to turn to him so he can unleash it on you. And it's better than you could have ever asked for or imagined. So we bless you with courage that he put within you before you were even put on this earth to give him everything. And we just thank you, God, for blessing every single one of your sons and daughters tuning in right now with your love, with spiritual gifts and awakening, the awakening podcast, God, that the dead places that you called to come to life will come to life in Jesus' name, and that we will be ones who live in daily repentance if needed, but that we are the ones marked in your remnant on the highway of holiness to display your goodness all the days of our life. And Lord, I thank you that you're with us until the very end of the age in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're feeling unsatisfied, I get this in my spirit right now. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, maybe with your walk with God, um, I'm telling you right now, unsatisfaction could be such a gift. It just draws you so close when you start realizing like, wow, life, you know, all the good things in life or the American dream or having, you know, this many kids or doing this or going to these places and doing all this fun stuff. It doesn't quite satisfy. Yeah. And when we're unsatisfied or we're, you know, not content with where we are, we're even like struggling with anxiety or like depression could even seep in and we're like, what's going on in my life? I don't want to live this way. I'm just unhappy. I just don't know how to shake it. I'm telling you, draw close, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He wants to reveal secrets to you. He wants to pour out his love on you. He wants to just anoint your heart and show you who you are, what you're called to. He wants to make sense of things in your life. He wants to bring so much revelation. And so anyways, I want to encourage you with that in Jesus name. And so, um, Jamie, thank you for joining me today and thank for pouring you. out your heart. 10 years later, what a gift. Great to catch up. And also, yeah. I just want to say it's really cool to see how faithful you are showing up. You're just being faithful 200 episodes in, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to see. And just, I hope that's an encouragement to everybody listening. Keep showing up and being faithful with what God gave you. That's so cool. Thank you. How can people connect more with your ministry and get a copy of Holy Revolution? Yeah, yeah. You can go to Amazon for mm-hmm. Holy Revolution. My name's Jamie Lynn Walnow on all platform platforms. <laughs> you can go to jamielynnwalnow.com, and Lynn is spelled with one N. Or Instagram, you know, is a great place to find me. Set Apart Mm -hmm. Women, The Next America Show on Instagram, all the things. All that stuff. But you can find it at jamielinwellnow.com. I'd love to connect with you. I'll put links in the description section for those who are watching on YouTube or if you're on all the other platforms. And so thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, they can be challenged, they can be awakened by the gospel of Jesus Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. 
Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you